162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. To the Yankee Socks Off podcast, I am one of your hosts, Matthew Beal, along with Andrew Gambardella. Gabby, what's up? Uh, I'm 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 having a great time. Uh, the way you counted us down to get into this episode was, <laughs> has me cracking up. So, so I'm going to need to contain myself for for a little bit. So why don't you take the floor, Beal, and tell us what we're going to talk about today? Sounds good. We've got baseball uh, leading off in the number one spot. Um, You know, I'm just going to give it to you short and quick. Uh, The Red Sox are undefeated um, as of right now. So do with that what you please. Uh, Yes, it's spring training, but, I mean, baseball is baseball. These are games, and we haven't lost one. So, yeah. I have one one question with that. Yes. Yeah. So this is like saying like the Giants three years ago before they went on a five win season going undefeated in the preseason. That's what you're you're kind of saying. No, no, the not Red really. Sox are doing right now. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Actually, um, you see the in, in the NFL. Um, preseason football is uh I, I don't know it's it's stupid it's meaningless um yeah. for i for good reason um i don't have it but uh <laughs> i i think you know baseball preseason it's it's sometimes important sometimes not um and this year i could tell already it's important it's it's going to be very representative of what happens during the year. And considering the, that the Red Sox are undefeated, um, let's see, one week in, uh, wait, hold on, almost two weeks in now, means that the Red Sox are going to be undefeated for the first two months of the season. Um, that's how I like to look at it. So, um, 
I mean, yeah, again, do with that what you please, but that's my prediction based on how this spring uh, has gone so far. Oh, okay. Well, now that's... that you put it in that terms, then the Reds... <laughs> just, to, just to break it down for yeah, you. Yeah, the Red Sox shouldn't lose a game all season once right. the opening they, day they, starts. They probably won't, um, but, I mean, we'll see how the rest of the spring goes. I mean, you know, we're only two weeks in, so... Uh, but I mean, they're up 10 2 against the Braves right now, and the Braves are really good, um, which means the Red Sox are better. So, um, yeah, <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, I, I like where the spring is going for the Red Sox. Uh, it feels pretty good. Um, you know, there's been some low points, but definitely not as many as there were last year. Uh, one of which being uh, the Justin Turner hit by pitch we were talking about this before the episode a little bit is just painful to see that video um and I, I hope he gets back on the field quickly and i know he's dying to get back on the field so um fortunately uh he'll have a few weeks to to rest a little bit before getting back into the swing of things but i mean man that that cannot be fun that's definitely one of the scarier parts of baseball so you hate to see that in uh down in florida for spring training but um, but yeah, hopefully he has a pretty smooth recovery. It sounds like he's doing all right now. So, um, but from, you know, perspective of what we've got to look forward to this week, um, there's, there's a few world baseball classic games going on. Uh, we've got exhibition games tomorrow and the next day. Uh, I know team USA is playing against the giants and the Dodgers, uh, out in California this week. Um, so that would be fun little exhibition games. You know, you've got an absolute powerhouse of a team in Team USA. You've got Trout and Mookie playing. And um, and so I think those guys are just going to absolutely light it up. And I'm excited for this weekend when uh, when the first group games uh, roll around. Um, I believe – I was just looking at schedule. But we've got a few games this week. Um the it looks like the schedule really starts to get busy on Thursday. Um, we'll have games from Japan, so Shohei and Masataki Yoshida. Uh, it, I, that's going to be a really fun team to watch. Uh, I I saw their exhibition game the other day, and uh, Shohei had two absolute bombs. So um, you know, obviously, we're going to see the best from him. He seems like he's in mid-season form uh and then you know you've got uh the uh the more more local matchups this weekend uh i know uh mexico's playing colombia at mexico is stacked with red Sox players like verdugo and jaron duran so i'm looking forward to that one myself the dominican is playing venezuela on saturday as well so you've got rafi there i i don't care about Yankee players. Um, if you want to chime in with some Yankee players, that's fine. But I only care about the Red Sox players because that's just who I am. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> honestly, it, it's going to be a fun weekend for me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching my guys compete. Uh, Mexico versus USA is going to be a fun one on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm fully bought into the World Baseball Classic this year. Uh, I think the teams are stacked. The players seem to be buying into it. They've got some pride going on and um, was definitely a big talking point this year in spring training. Um, 
and it seems like coaches are really encouraging guys to go out there and compete for their country, which in previous years, obviously teams want their guys to be around for spring training, but there's definitely more of a push to get into this world baseball classic. And um, I mean, it does put you in competitive games earlier on in the season. So that's, it's a good thing. Um, the playing time isn't really cut. It definitely limits the time you have with your teammates, but um you know, it, it seems uh, hopefully that won't have, you know, a, a massive effect on beginning of the season, but um, it seems like a good chance for guys to, uh, you know, get together and compete, whether they're playing for different teams or playing in completely different leagues. Like I, I know a lot of the Japanese uh, professional players are going to be playing and Korean players will be playing. So, um, I, I mean, I think it's a really good opportunity for baseball. So I can't wait for that. But honestly, I don't have a lot to say about the Red Sox right now. Um, you know, we're going through some stuff trying to figure out when Paxton and Whitlock are going to come back. But um, it sounds like there's a route to them being ready for opening day. Chris Sale was firing at 96 miles an hour off the mound the other day. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I've been focused on the rotation um, because I, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of question marks around it, but uh, but I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So, uh, from a baseball perspective, um, you know, I'm pleased. I'm happy. Looking forward to the World Baseball Classic, and I will continue to enjoy my Red Sox just cruise through spring training. Yeah. All right. Well, they've been pr- cruising pretty well too. Pretty sure they've only yeah. Lost. Well, they're not undefeated, so. They are not on the uh, – I won't throw their record in, in here. Uh, but they, they will have a better record than the Reds regular season. That's really all that – not sure about throw that. Throw this but... out there. In the World Baseball Classic, the Yankees will be represented by Glaber Torres for Venezuela. Ooh, Jonathan Loesga, or I call ooh, him ooh. Lasagna, the Lasagna Thrower, because he, he's got the sauce. And he's throwing for Nicaragua, representing Nicaragua. Not Nicaragua. No, no. You would think lasagna. with the last name like lasagna, but it's not pronounced lasagna. It's the Wiseiga. And then for America, for our red, white, and blue, we have Kyle Higashioka. Nestor Cortez was supposed to represent, but he hurt his hamstring, so he will not be able to go. But yeah, there's three guys that's going to be representing their countries. I'm not going to lie to you. I will not be watching a lot of World Baseball Classic this week. I will be watching a lot of college basketball. And before we jump into that, I mean, it's it's coming up on conference tournament games and championship games into this weekend. And I'll be watching college basketball all week. I I mean, to be honest, before I got – on this podcast, I was just watching college basketball. Yesterday, I was watching college basketball. This is my favorite time of year. I love college basketball. And just a shout out to the UConn Women's Huskies who won the Big East tournament yesterday against Villanova. Uh, my my family, I have a lot of family, and I grew up going to UConn games. So uh, I've always been a huge UConn basketball fan. Um, and both teams are right around top 10 teams in the country. So I'm very excited to see what March Madness has in store for us. 
this year. And uh, yeah, I can't wait, Veal. Senior guards. Senior guards. I preach it every year. Now, now, and nowadays, more and more, you have less and less senior guards. But time and time again, that team that wins the championship, just like last year, has seniors, senior specifically, a, at least one senior guard who plays at least over half the game for their team and plays a vital role in that championship winning team. So I'm looking for that when I'm picking my March Madness winner. If you don't have a senior guard that plays a lot of minutes for you, you're off my yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting knocked off. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a one seed. Um, if you're a 16 seed, you got to have a senior guard. You have to have a senior guard for me. In That's world. Yeah. that in, in my world. If you're living in it, if you're living on my bracket, you have to have a senior guard to win it all. And I live in the world of freshman centers, but you know. <laughs> well, then you must be a Duke fan, right? Because Duke just beat Carolina yeah. this weekend. No, I know, I know you're a big oh, Carolina man. fan, living in Carolina, and you're living right in Durham now. Uh, yeah, Duke. Right in the middle of it. Dude, gets revenge on Carolina from last year. And in the series finale this past weekend, it was a great game. They go into Chapel Hill and they beat girls. And it was done. Most of the damage was done by a freshman center yeah. by the name of uh, Filipowski. So, uh, yeah, you kind of called it right there. Yep. Freshman centers, centers or freshman centers. Freshman centers win yeah. win regular season games. They, they no they, fresh freshman centers win at all. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So your <laughs> your early pick. We're we're preview. This is a this is an early preview. Obviously, bracketology. The bracket um, day is this Sunday for both the women's and men's brackets. They will be unleashed. So next week will be our full in depth. March Madness episode of this podcast and BLI. I can't wait. I'm prepared. I'm already prepared for that. I already have my pick to win unless injuries happen this week, which unfortunately they are a part of every sport. So I'll be looking out for that this week, but barring injuries, I have my squad that I'm, that I'm dead set. There's, I love to hear it. There's no doubt they lose. I love to hear it. Um, we'll see if they compete with my squad. Yeah. 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 I can't. Uh, I haven't decided who that is. I can't yet, wait. But, yeah, uh, but it's I gonna mean, be a squad. It's this, gonna be a team. This, I mean, I Duke and Carolina played this Saturday night, but also on Saturday we had the number two team in the country, Alabama, losing to Texas A and M. We had the number three team in the country, Kansas, lose to Texas. We had the number 12 team in the country, Kansas State, lose to West Virginia, Auburn upsetting Tennessee. I mean, there was incredible games all day Saturday, and I was loving the the cushion that was my couch and the butt formation that it made in the couch because I was there all day watching college basketball. Man, that is dedication. Yeah, you know, dedication to my craft because now I feel very confident I will do very, very well in whatever March Madness 
competition that we do or whatever pool that I'm a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have never won a March Madness pool um, because, uh, you know, as somebody who grew up a Tar Heels fan, um, I've picked the Tar Heels every year that the Gamecocks have not made the tournament, which is not very often. But um, I, so I picked the Tar Heels a lot. And I do that because I feel like if I don't pick the Tar Heels, then uh, they're going to win and I'm going to be pissed I didn't pick them. Um, did you pick them no, last year? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I, I'm no longer a massive Tar Heel fan, but it's just a matter of the fact that I picked them every single year growing up. And just because I went to a different school and kind of got out of, you know, the mode of rooting for the Tar Heels um, doesn't mean that I don't want them to win. Uh, A little part of me always wants the Tar Heels to win. Um, But honestly, at this point, it doesn't really look like they have great chances at making uh, the tournament. So I'm going to be a free agent this year and I'm going (laughs) to scope out some teams. Um, Whoever ends up being picked by me. Uh, is likely to win the championship because, again, I very rarely pick a great bracket. But this year, I'm feeling it. I have no bias towards any team that's going to be in the bracket. Um, and I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick what my heart feels. And honestly, that's uh, that's probably the best way to do it. And I just gotta let myself roll and pick a team and stick to it. I agree with you and stick to it you got to be confident in anything that you do confidence is key and Beal you're right we're not gonna we I am not a free agent as as I have said I am a huge UConn basketball fan and we are South Carolina alums and our South Carolina men's team not very good finished I'm pretty sure second or third to last in the SEC so definitely won't be playing any postseason basketball unless they somehow win the SEC tournament which is always possible you never know true true and then we Um, can have two uh two teams in the fight you never know yeah that would be that would be pretty fun um and I, I will like to add uh the last time I picked a new team to just go ahead and root for in March Madness uh, was was good old Murray State. I fell in love with a young guard by the name of Ja Morant, who many are familiar with. Um, I I kind of followed him shortly out of high school and watched him a lot that year, and fell in love with Murray State. Uh, watch you know their crazy run out of uh the conference and went in the conference finals after you know making crazy comeback in the semis and then uh you know making it. Uh, two rounds into March Madness. Uh, I mean, that was a that was a fun year for me to pick a team, roll with it, uh, pay attention to a guy who was just putting up absolute buckets um, as young as he was. So I, I think I'm gonna find my next John Morant this year. All right. Well, I hope. And he's he's gonna be as good as Ja. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a big statement. <laughs> Uh, we'll end our college basketball talk today on that on that note. I, I don't think we any either of us could could top that. But what did top that was Dane.
contract. We're going to finish the show today with NFL talk because today was today at 4 p.m. Eastern was the franchise tag deadline in the NFL. And there was two main storylines happening today. And it was, will Lamar Jackson be um, exclusively tagged or not exclusively tagged by the Ravens? Or, and will Daniel Jones find a long-term deal with the Giants before the tag deadline? Because that would mean if we tag Daniel Jones, we could not tag Saquon Barkley and Saquon would get to test the open market. Lucky for the Giants, yes, we can debate all night about whether or not we overpaid for Daniel Jones, but this is one thing for, cert- for certain. The Giants will have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley going into next year, and those are two key captains of this team and of this team that we need in the locker room. And I honestly, I think the Giants are winners today just as a franchise. We could debate the contract. I mean, it's a lot of money, yes, but, you know, we got our guys. Yep, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it at least puts us into contention next year, um, you know, to make the playoffs get back to where we were, maybe improve a little bit with the young roster we have. You had to keep those guys. I, there was no other route to doing it, and we talked about this on the podcast. But, I mean, you just – after last year, you have to keep those guys. you got to see – you know, what you have in them. Um, I mean, we know what we have in Saquon, but you got to invest in Daniel Jones after the year he had, the way he was able to protect the ball and perform down the stretch. Uh, I just, you know, I think there was really only one option here. Um, Honestly, uh, you know, like you said, we could debate this all day. Um, It's painful to me that we didn't get more production out of Daniel Jones while he was on his rookie contract. Um, because usually you would expect that a little bit. And so that's why it makes me feel a little bit uneasy just because we paid them a lot. Sometimes, you know, you pay guys for their production on the rookie contract and feel like they've earned that money. Um, He still has to go out and earn that for me. But at the same time, I do think he's going to do it. I I think that he has um, some really good years in him, and we're investing in him as a young quarterback. And, um I mean, he's entering his prime right now, so we're going to see what we have in him. But uh, I I feel pretty confident. I, I, you know, I wish we'd had that buffer of, like, at least he, you know, performed well for us, uh, you know, under budget, under what he could have made or, you know, maybe deserved. Um, we didn't really get that from him, but I, I do think he's improving, and I think he's looked great in the Giants offense so far. Uh, since Dayball has taken the position as a head coach. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I think this new regime definitely will give us a chance to win. And, you know, this, this contract that Daniel Jones is getting paid, yes, at the $40 million mark, less than Josh Allen, less than Mahomes, less than Watson, less than Kyler, less than Russell Wilson, less than Rodgers, and right at where Stafford and and Dak Prescott are getting paid. And, you know, Daniel Jones had – I've seen a lot of arguments on Twitter of roasting just 
roasts of Daniel Jones and the Giants being like, how did you overpay this man so much? He only had one solid year, but I'm, I'm going to make a couple excuses for Daniel Jones. He's had three different offensive coordinators in four years. The Giants have not been a stable franchise in a long time. He just took us and they're comparing his contract to the likes of Derek Carr because Derek Carr is a four-time pro bowler and, and has done more in his career over um, um, when you're comparing him to Daniel Jones. But Jones is 25, about to turn 26, and Derek Carr is 32. Okay, I mean, and same thing with Geno Smith. Geno Smith just had, uh, you know, some people would say a fluke year. They're, they're calling Daniel Jones – uh, maybe a fluky year. You, you never know because you, you like consistency over the years. That's what a great player is, is, is to keep improving year after year or, or putting up those numbers year after year. And, you know, I, I, I think Jones being younger and getting a couple dollars a year is not it. I think with this new quarterback market the way it is, I think that we honestly could end up this ended up being a for both sides. Right. I I completely agree. I like the investment. I think you have to do it. And right. I, I'm I'm in for the ride. Oh, it, the other option was to tag Daniel Jones, was to give him thirty two and a half million dollars, just that straight guaranteed against the cap. That's what is going to go against our cap. Looking into the contract now, Ian Rappaport reports that his cap hit will instead be $18.5 million. I don't really know how that works to do with guaranteed money and stuff like that. Even though he's technically getting $40 million a year, he's only counting $18.5 against the cap this year. So that gives us, for just him, an extra $14 million of wiggle room for this year. That's at least, I mean, we get two $7 million players, you know, that's, that's could be a, a good offensive guard, a good linebacker that we can sign. That's, you know, that could fill up a couple holes or give Daniel Jones, finally give him a receiver that's, you know, could, could get, get open almost every play, you know, yeah. give him a bona fide number one target. Right. Agreed. Or at least have the wiggle room to be able to match, you know, whatever contract Saquon gets offered. Because I know, um, you know, his his franchise tag is uh, what's it called? Uh, the gives opportunity for teams to basically negotiate with. Yeah, him not it's him. not exclusive versus exclusive. It's yeah, it's what Lamar Jackson got. Yeah, uh, other exclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other teams can go after him. And if they sign him to a deal, their team. So like if somebody, let's say the the Bears want to sign Saquon to a four-year, $60 million deal, we have yeah. the chance to match or right. we let Saquon go and we get two first-round draft picks in return. Right, right. It's like a restricted free agent, I guess, in basketball, but um, or similar to that. But I – I like that move a lot, and, and I like that you save a little bit of money by, you know, getting Daniel Jones on contract because, say, the Giants want to offer, you know, whatever any team offers. Like you said, the Bears, if they offer him, um, I don't know, what do you say, 60 mil over four years? I 
maybe the Giants want to take that. And maybe they say, all right, we've got the wiggle room to do that. Um, you know, let's take that offer and offer it to Saquon. And uh, I mean, you know, it, you've got that route open now since since you extended Daniel Jones. So I, I like where they're at. I don't think they're, you know, putting themselves into a difficult situation by franchise tagging Daniel Jones and then having to sign Saquon long-term. I think you kind of feel it out, see what his market value is. And, um, you know, if a team offers him something that you can't afford, then yeah, just take the picks. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not, it's not bad for us. I think we will sign Saquon long, long-term. I think, I hope so. Cause yeah, there's reports that they've been getting closer to a long-term deal. And now they have all the way until mid July to, to form a deal with, with him and and his team and a running back, especially does not want to play on a one year, another one year, prove it deal. You know, there's just so many opportunities for them to get injured. So yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a win for the giants and, and talking about Lamar Jackson, I mean, he definitely deserves more than $40 million a year. Probably should reset the numbers. He definitely should. He should $50 a year at this point. But it it seems like the league is kind of like, I I don't know. They they don't want to sign represents himself or like his mom's his agent or something like that. There's something weird going on behind the scenes there. And I mean, it's the Ravens don't like paying quarterbacks. Apparently. I don't know. I don't think this is going to end pretty. It hasn't been pretty so far. I, I think Lamar, I don't think Lamar is going to be a Raven next year. Yeah. Hot take or not, but I, I think he's going somewhere else. No, it's, it's definitely not a hot take. And I think whatever team he ends up with is going to be very, very happy. Um, as you said, I, I mean, this is a quarterback who is in the place to reset the market. He is um, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen recently. And just, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a complete athlete. And I it's shocking to me that the Ravens haven't invested more in him or committed to him more. Uh, but, you know, I, I think some team out there is going to be very lucky to, uh, you know, have them fall in their lap. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think any team will be happy with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback because he is incredible. He is electric, and he's won a lot of games. And yeah. he's so fun to watch. I'm pretty. Does, he's a playoff win, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He might have. He might have a couple playoffs. A couple. Wins. Yeah, but Did definitely he have a championship a couple of years ago. Definitely a couple appearances. I don't know if. I don't remember the last time the Ravens were in the AFC Championship. I don't think they made it to Maybe the I'm AFC wrong. Championship. I could be wrong. We could. You want to look that up? Uh, let's see. Yeah, but back to Daniel Jones. I mean, we'll see over the four years whether or not um, this is going to work out for the Giants and whether it's going to work out for Daniel Jones. But the Giants got their guys. Also with the way the guaranteed money works out, apparently the giants have a parachute after two years, just halfway through, there's a chance, a pretty good chance for us to just get out of the contract after two years, just have like 
a little bit of guaranteed money to pay for that third year with with him being cut at that point if it go things go really south but that would i mean daniel jones should be entering the prime of his career at at just turning 26 as a quarterback he should be these four years should be his prime years and by the time justin herbert lamar jackson and jalen hurts by the time all those guys get paid new contracts Daniel Jones's contract won't even be a top 10 contract in the league at the quarterback position. And yeah. I know it's crazy to think about now, but I mean, pretty soon he's going to be, you know, middle of the road paid quarterback in the league. And I think he can be above middle of the road quarterback um, for us. For sure. I agree. I'm with that. Um, by the way, the Ravens do have a playoff win, uh, 2020 playoffs. They won in the wild card against the Titans and lost in the divisional. So, uh, Lamar Jackson does have a playoff win under his belt. Yes, but not multiple, just one. Just one. Okay. Well, he definitely has multiple playoff appearances, and his team, you know, you saw it this year when they went to the playoffs with Tyler Huntley as their quarterback. If Lamar was playing that game, most people would say that the Ravens win that game. So I, uh, they are a completely different team with him, and any team who gets him will be very lucky to have him as their quarterback. Uh, yep. Yeah, but obviously there's a business side to things, so we'll see how it all pans out. But Daniel Jones is our quarterback, Beal, and Saquon Barkley still our running back, and the Giants heading into free agency look like they're they're on the road with it with a good plan ahead and it looks like joe Schuin and the uh the front office have got things wrong in the right direction so i did dear for next football season but we're a ways off from that so until then yukon we love you guys uh and go south cox our lady game cox have yet to lose a game this season are undefeated and could be going back to back. Could be, could be um, back to back national champions, but they will be the number one overall seed in March Madness um, this year. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for, for basketball. I can't wait for what March has in store because to me, this is the best time in sports. I'll say it over and over again, but for now, that does it for us. Tune in next week for our March Madness show. We love you guys. Enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, your brunches, your lunners. And Beal, take us out. Go Cox, baby.